Damn, man. They got me all hemmed up. What you in here for? Uh, well, me? I just killed a bunch of your people. And uh, they took me to Burger King and had me sit down with you. We're going to the same place. So, uh, what did you do? What are you here for? Man, my right blinker was out. And this is how I end up. You don't even have a scratch on you. Grab your white privilege card and never leave home without it. Hell no. The time for remorse would have been when my husband was yelling to breathe. That would have been the time for him to show some type of remorse or some type of care for another human being's life. When he was screaming 11 times that he can't breathe. So there's nothing that him or his prayers or anything else would make me feel any different. No, I don't accept his apology. No, I could care less about his condolences. No, I could care less. He's still working. He's still getting a paycheck. He You're rocking with the best thoughts of the week podcast. Everyone, if you can, while you're coming in, please click. Because you know Twitter has me shadow banned. So, I mean, you know people, it's probably not going to see this. So you have to go on the tripod link, please. You know, it looks, uh, it has like the three. Three circles on a, the lines, because some people... May not recognize what I mean when I say tripod. Please click on the tripod link. Then, when you click on that or you uh, tap on that, it's going to say copy link. Please click copy link and please paste this link into your Twitter thread. Please share this out because I'm not going to be here long. This is a conversation we need to have, definitely. So, please share it out because Twitter shadow bans me. So, I'm not sure how many people are seeing it or not seeing it. Whether I'm shadow banned or not, though, this is I'm still going to continue to put the message out there. And it's something that's happening to content producers all over. Now, the more people you have following you, the harder it is for you to be shadow banned, but still. So please, again, copy this link and please paste it. in your Twitter thread, since they don't allow us to share it anymore like we used to. If you could do that right now, that'll be great.
Okay, so um, please share it out again. But I'm here to talk. I've been, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. And I feel like we need to have a more nuanced conversation about this. And that's why I titled this No Tangibles, No Vote. Then what? Then what? A lot of us are saying no tangibles, no vote. And of course, I completely agree with that. I completely agree. If they're not offering us specific policies to address our needs, then hell no, we're not going to reward them by giving them our votes. I was at the South Carolina pull-up. It was virtual, and we kind of did a takeover of the Black Caucus, which is a part underneath the South Carolina Democratic Party. And one of the things that was brought out there, one of the lady, uh, one of the guys, Harriet um, Tumbin's pistol, he was like, I'm not voting just so you can get a job and get a six-figure salary and go to dinners and travel the world while our situation stays the same. So hell no, we're not going to. I am a teacher, okay? One thing I never did was reward bad behavior, ever. So hell no, I'm not going to reward bad behavior of the people that are supposed to represent us. Okay? You don't do anything for my people specifically. My people who have a unique history that's specific to us and therefore face problems because of that unique specific history. And yet you want our votes but don't want to do specific policies for us. No, I'm not rewarding bad behavior. Okay? I also understand as well um, I don't. I forgot her name on here, but Tarani or Tarani, I forgot her name. Y'all, please copy the link if you're just coming in and share it. Please don't sit there and say, "Oh, other people are going to do it, so I'm not going to do it." No, I actually need you to do it. Please tap on the tripod symbol. It has the three circles on two lines. Okay, it looks like a because uh, I am not a mathematician, but like a, a right angle. Please click on that. Please click, click copy link and then please, please, and then post it in your thread. Some people take things way seriously. I'm inviting you to a space. I'm not asking you for your hand in marriage. You don't need to give me a soliloquy about um, why you can make it. Okay, but anyway, I. Okay, so I get it. We don't want to reward bad behavior. I'm sure as hell not. If I go to the polls this November, other than Mr. Nellums, who I'm supporting, I'm not voting for no one else. I'm going to write reparations in all these other slots. They damn sure are not going to get rewarded with my vote. So they can go to dinners and get a nice job and get their family members a nice job while our, our situation stays the same or gets worse. Now, the other side of it is, like I said, tyranny. When she, she's a South Carolinian, she came to the South Carolina Black Caucus and she said to them, no one goes to apply for a job by telling a person why you shouldn't hire the other person. You go to apply for a job by letting them know why you're the best person for the job, what you are going to bring to the company, what you are going to do to benefit them. And I was like, this lady is a genius. That is a perfect way of explaining it. So a lot of times the Democrats like to tell us why we shouldn't vote for the Republicans because how much worse things will get for us. Nah, you're not going to get a vote from me by telling me why I shouldn't hire the other people. Tell me what you are going to do specifically for me. Don't tell me that I'm in a bad situation and if I vote for you, my bad situation will just not get worse. Tell me what
you are going to do to bring me out of this bad situation to make my life just better, but the best it can be. Until you do that, you're not getting a vote for me. So I understand no tangibles, no vote. But I have yet to hear a question for what? And I'm going to open the floor up to everyone. To ask, and y'all tell me what's the next step. And usually when I ask this question, let me tell you what happens. Everyone gets quiet all of a sudden. All of a sudden, when I say, okay, and what are we going to do? All of a sudden, it gets quiet. A very uncomfortable silence happens. You know why? Because a lot of us want to be comfortable. We don't want to do any work. So not voting is easy. I support that. Not voting is easy. All you got to do is not vote. That's very easy. And I support that. If they're not owning our, if they're not giving us policies to earn our votes, then don't tell the people that we need to vote. Tell the politicians to give our people a reason to come out and vote. Like I told Karen Hunter. Karen Hunter has a serious XM show. A lot of you knew her already. I had never heard of Karen Hunter. You know, I'm kind of new to the world of politics, but I'm not new to the world of common sense. Okay, every other group they go to with policies and they tell that group why you should vote for them. They go to the Hispanics and say, I'm going to make your illegal immigrant family members citizens. They go to Asian Americans and say, hey, we're going to get we're going to make sure you all protected from these phony hate crimes that y'all been going to for three weeks. Black Americans been going through hate crimes for over 500 years and we don't got a bill to protect us. So I told Karen Hunter. Don't you ever get on my people about not voting when we've been voting the most and been getting the least. We built the damn country. We fought for the country. We've done everything. Like I said during the South Carolina Black Caucus, I'm tired of people telling my people what we need to do. We've done enough. We built the nation. We fought for the nation. 50,000 inventions. We've been the most patriotic people in the country that's never been loyal to us. We've done enough. Tell me what these other groups have done to get all that they get. Nothing. A lot of white people were being anti-black terrorists and they got all the handouts from the GI Bill to the Labor Union Act to the Homestead Act and it keeps going on. So I definitely get us saying no tangibles, no votes. What is the next step? I don't know if anyone's in the queue trying to come up here. Um, I may try to see if I can get a co-host because you know Twitter shadow bans me. I don't see people trying to request a mic. Y'all, as soon as my people six zeros dot net, as soon as they do that at, thank you, just Eve, so much. You're, you're incredible. As soon as six zeros dot net does the app, you're gonna see me on Twitter a lot less. I'm gonna go support a black owned company. I'm assuming most of them are freedmen, but even if they're not freedmen, even if they are black immigrant descent, they shown me their own code. I'm gonna go and support them. Because I am sick of this damn app. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the anti-blackness. I'm sick of them meeting with Joe Crow. I don't know if y'all saw the article. Did y'all see the article about how Joe Crow is meeting with these people in the social media companies and is actually telling them websites and profiles that they want to have suppressed? You know my profile is one of them. I went after his little... I went after his favorite little butler, James Clybum. So you know I'm on their radar, okay? I didn't just lose and stuff like that because, oh, I'm just minding my business. You know I'm on their radar. And guess what? Good. Let me stay on their radar. Um, I'm going to, okay, thank you, Miss Gray. I'm going to invite you to co-host as well.
And that way, if y'all sleep, you'll bring them up. But y'all, can someone come up here and tell me what's the plan? What's the plan, everyone? Every time I ask, then what? Everyone gets silent. Tariq is one person. Tariq Nasheed is one man. He has a family to take care of. Every time something goes wrong or we are attacked, people say, Tariq, Tariq, Tariq. That has to stop. It is not, he doesn't carry the black American Freeman world on his shoulders. That's too much for one person to carry. That's too much for one million people to carry. Okay? They're trying to steal hip-hop from us. Tariq, when are you going to make the hip-hop documentary? Okay? We want to show them that they are taking us for granted. Tariq, what are you going to do with Marshall Washington? Damn it, it's pathetic and ridiculous. All of us have a responsibility to stand up for our people. So what is the next step? What's the next step? Can somebody tell me? Because I've been saying we cannot vote for awful politicians. You know I support that. That's why I ran on a platform, and I'm still running on a platform, which, by the way, if you want to donate, my donation link is in the Jumbotron. And let's talk about that, too. A lot of us, we don't want to vote, okay? We don't want to run for office, which is crazy, because if we don't vote, that's fine. But the person that we're not voting for, they're still going to get some of our people who are dumb as hell, who just vote for anyone that says they're Democrat. person can say to us, they're not going to do a damn thing for us. Scamala Harris said, I got to do so. There's only going to be black people. And we still sold to the poll and Cupid shuffled and fish fried our way to the polls. She then turned around and she's done specific things because she's a part of this administration. She's done specific things for Native Americans. She's done specific things for Asian Americans, LGBTQ, illegal immigrants. But she told us we weren't going to get that, that respect and we still voted for her. So us not voting is not going to stop off cold people from getting in office. What it will do is show off cold people we will not reward them. But until most of our people get on that level, these off cold people are still going to get in office. So what is the plan? My plan is that all of us need to run for federal office first. We don't got time to be running for a town council in a town of 10,000. That's not going to do nothing. We are in a crisis. If I run for a local office here in South Carolina, good. Bet you by all be wow. That's going to help South Carolinians, maybe. But what about my brothers and sisters in Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, Virginia, Tennessee, Louisiana, my brothers and sisters throughout this country? All of us are in a crisis. Wait a minute, please. I'm going to get to you. All of us are in a crisis. All of us. We need to be running federally. Our people nationwide need us. I don't see us standing up to do that. Trust me. I'm probably the most politically illiterate person in this Twitter space. And guess what? Good. Because the people who are politically literate, the people in Congress right now, this country has been a mess for us. It is becoming even messier if that's possible. So apparently, whatever literacy they have, it ain't doing us no good. So I'm glad to be politically illiterate. We need more politically illiterate people because the politically illiterate people ain't doing the damn thing for us. I've said we need to step up and run for office. I knew no one when I started. I was a teacher from a small, quiet, swampy town in South Carolina's coast. Never voted in my life. My mother... 
My grandmother was a Jehovah's Witness, and she raised my mother and her siblings in that frame of thought, too. So we never got involved in politics. I started six months before a campaign. But before then, when I came across the Eidos hashtag, I started pulling up on Pete Buttigieg. I pulled up on Joe Cunningham, who at that time was a U.S. congressman. I pulled up on Narkin and Cobra, trying to steal our reparations claim. I pulled up on Macari Sellers, Tom, Tom, Tom Steyer. I was just starting. Some of you have way more experience and way more boldness than me, especially some of you men. I'm really talking to the men. Women, you aren't off the hook either, but I'm really talking to the men because we're supposed to be the leaders, okay? I've heard a lot of people say, well, a gay man shouldn't be leading the movement. Well, damn it, then you step up and lead it, okay? I'm not leading the damn movement. I'm just doing my part. Until we run for office, off-code people are going to get in office because we're the only ones on code. So what, what's the plan? We don't vote. Off-code people still get in office. They still don't do a damn thing for us. I know what we think. We think the Democrats are going to say, well, black people aren't voting anymore, so we need to do something for them to get them on our side. Or the Republicans will see us and say, oh, well, you know what? The Negroes are angry. Let's go ahead and let's um, do something for them to get them from the Democrats. That's not going to happen. You know why? Because too many of our people are still off code. Too many of our people are politically dumb as hell and still just sold to the pole and fish fried and keep a shuffle. Now, now, do the dance to the polls. So what are we going to do? I mean, I don't see too many of us announcing runs for office. That's the only way it's going to change. We are what we're looking for. That candidate that we think that's going to step, that step up and do policies specifically for us, that's us. You and you and you and you and you. You run for office. You run for office. You run for office. Everybody runs for office. That is us. We are the candidates that's on code. So what the hell are we waiting for? And why aren't we getting it? Some of you are just lazy. Lazy and cowardly. You want to sit back and say no vote because that's easy. You don't donate, you don't make phone calls, you don't volunteer, and you're definitely not going to run for office. But you'll say no votes, no tangible, because that's easy to do. It's easy. That's an action of omission. If I say I'm not going to go to work because my jobs make me mad, that's easy. I can just stay home. That's easy. But if I say I'm going to get my tail up and go find another job or start my own business, that actually means, that actually means I have to take action. Some of us are comfortable doing things that don't require nothing from us. And let's just be very honest. Okay, I'm opening up to the floor now. Hey, Eve, thank you. And Miss Grade 8, thank you all for helping me out because you know how Twitter treats me. You know they're suppressing the hell out of my account. But guess what? I'm going to stay right here. Go ahead, Eve. You got it. Peace to the room. Thank you, Marcel. Uh, peace to the other co-host. Um, definitely, you know that I'm definitely about no tangibles, no vote. And I think it was Professor Black Truth who said that if people who don't vote revolt. And then I always think about what happened in Milwaukee like five years ago when them girls went missing and then they went to the cops and the cops didn't do anything. So then the people kind of took it into their own hands and then found the girls burn the house down. I love that story because it kind of shows what happens when we take the power back. Um, just one point, Marcel, illegals, 
their presence is their vote. They literally get things for being here illegally. So if they can get things for being here illegally, why can't my presence, my rightful presence, my legacy, I've been here, my pimp, my, we, we've been here. Why can't that be enough for us to get what is owed to us? And I'm a land there. And I do have an order just in case uh, you wanted to know who needs to go next other than the co-host. But yeah, that's my question. They're, they can be here illegally, get sanctuary cities. They can uh, get into car accidents, not get their cars impounded. What are we going to do? Us, we don't have enough black Americans who are on code yet. We're getting there now. But y'all, it's going to take, if we wait for it to naturally happen, we wait for our people to just get disgusted 
to the point where enough of us just stop voting. Here's the problem. You're still going to have, it doesn't take a lot of us. The Republicans did a report. They only need 15 to 20% of the current black voter population. And that means black Americans who are registered to vote. Okay. They only need 50 to 20% of those of us registered to vote. There are millions of us who are eligible to register to vote and don't. And I can't blame them. But they only need like 50 to 20% of us to start voting Republicans for them to win every election. Like the Democrats will never win again. So on the other side of that it only takes like 15 to 20 percent of us to soul to the poll and fish fry and now now do that dance to the polls and vote for some off cold coon like skamala harris because she's a part of the administration so when you voted for joe crow you voted for her for her to say i'm not gonna do this only gonna do back people no but yet she's out here supporting policies that specifically benefit other groups so unless we get almost all black americans on cold with this no tangibles, no vote, we're not going to change anything. What's going to change something is us doing what our ancestors did after Emancipation Proclamation. And I'm in South Carolina, which I'm so proud of, as y'all know. And Louisiana, we have better food. That's horrible. We'll do a space about that later. Um, I'm so proud of that because South Carolina was the first state to send uh, the first state to elect. I know people like to think I was from Mississippi, but he was not elected by the people. He was appointed. South Carolina was the first state where people voted and appointed a black American to U.S. Congress. South Carolina was the only state. And guess what, y'all? South Carolina is still the only state in the union that has had a majority black state legislator. We had the most black people in the U.S. Congress and the majority black state legislator. What did our people do? They come off the plantation saying, well, I don't know how to read and I don't, we don't know how to write. So I'm just going to sit back and let the white man take care of us. No, they said, hell with that. I'm running for office. And they did. If they can do it in 1867, we can do it now in 2022. What is the plan? Who's next, Eve? Y'all, please share this. Click on the tripod link. And if you don't know the tripod, it looks like a right angle. Click on the tripod link. Click copy link and please paste it in your Twitter thread. No, I'm not a math teacher. I do English social studies. Who's next, Eve? Um, well, Miss Great, I had it between the Rusty and Harriet. I think Harriet has hand up first. That's what I have. Okay, so Marcellus, up to you. Your room. The the Rustic was having issues getting connected. So the Rustic, yes, he dropped a few times. He or she dropped a few times. And then um and they, so I'm gonna get to them first just because it seems like they're having some issues with their connection. The rustic, go you go ahead. And if you're that miracle guy with your seventh account trying to speak to me, not interested. Go ahead, the rustic. Hello. Hey, appreciate appreciate you having me on. Hey, much respect to you, Marcel, for what you're doing out there. Um, I agree. Thank no you. No tangibles, no tangibles, no vote. Like you said, got it all day. Understood. Like you said, the question is, what do we do next? My thing is, I think a lot of FBA have a problem with linking in, lumping in these other groups, thinking that we have to carry them by the hand and saying, hey, we got issues. Y'all got issues too. 
Y'all can come with us. We got to cut all that out. 100%. FBA has to take care of FBA. Nobody's going to look out for us but us. And I'm in total agreement with more FBA has to get into the local office, which is something that I'm looking at to get into myself. And we just got to go from there. Like you said, we got to we got to take action. We can't just sit back and just watch everybody else or just link it up to one person, two people. Like you said, we can't just say, oh, well, Tyreek, handle it. Marcel, handle it. So-and-so, handle it. No, everybody has to stand up in a united front and take action together. That's how that's how this is all going to work. There's no other way it's going to work. That's all I got to say. Thank you for giving me the time to speak. No, the rustic. Thank you. Let me ask real quick. What which state are you? Uh, I currently live in. I live in San Antonio, but I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, okay. And which office are you thinking of running for? I'm not a terror. I'm just curious because you mentioned it. Which office okay. are you thinking? Uh, I would like to run for local local government. Okay, that's very cool. That's very cool because y'all, to be honest, y'all know I'm always pushing federal. Because that moves the conversation more. Like Clyde Bum right now, I don't know if y'all been following Clyde Bum, but Clyde Bum has been missioning reparations every single article he's in. I promise y'all, I follow the man. I've studied him, okay? Which is, yeah, I vomited in my mouth quite often, but that's a whole other story. Um, but the man's been missioning reparations more than he ever has after this election, okay? Why? Because he realizes the ground is shifting. And why is the ground shifting? I'm not going to give it all to me. It's because of us. It's because of us, okay? But because I ran for federal office and y'all mobilized behind, behind me, he now realizes the energy is starting to change. So even though right now it's all symbolic, the point I'm making is federal office, when you run for federal office, it changes things on a more systemic level. It really does because federal legislation is going to cover us all. Now, that being said, we need people in local office too. We should have reparations in all areas of the government and there's enough of us to do it. Don't believe that little BS number they give us 50 million, but 50 million is still a hell of a lot of people. We have Black America's population is larger than most countries. Do y'all realize that? 50 million, if you go by the census numbers and say that it's 50 million of us, that's we have a larger population than most countries, okay? And most countries have offices and positions that don't even require 50 million people. We have a larger population than them. So we can literally run for office all throughout this country, especially in the South. So what's next, y'all? I'm not, um, uh, Harriet, you got it. Peace, power, and reparations, family. Um, just definitely enjoying the space so far. I appreciate you, you all for hosting it. I mean, Marcel, you you said everything that I that I was um that I was gonna say. I mean, you can uh, no tangibles, no vote yourself all day. Then you're not gonna get anything politically. Then uh, that's that's what's gonna happen. See, right now the Democrats are genociding our voting block, and by bringing all them, them immigrants over here legally or Ill illegal. You know, y'all seen what happened in New York when they tried to uh, codify those illegal immigrants and by giving them access to uh, to votes <laughs> illegally, which makes uh, no sense. So they're gen actively genociding our voting block. Uh, we are what I call a uh, vote. We have been what I call 
voting ourselves to death and the actionable and it's time for that to stop and the actionable items that i that i have is what i've been talking about guerrilla politics look in the mirror like you have to be the change we have to be the change that we want to see you know what i'm saying so i'm going to announce this right now you know i was going to leave this in the tuck but damn that i'm running for senate i'm not going to let y'all know the state none of that yet but i'm running for senate and i'm i'm bringing the heat and i'm not fucking playing all right so yeah we we got to we got to be the change that we want to see and also i posted in the jumbotron i i posted in the jumbotron um is this veteran like political uh program or like vets they can uh, they can go there like fba veterans if y'all in the room y'all can go use this program and it's free and it'll teach you like every step of the way uh the political process like what you want to run for then when you find out what you want to run for to teach you how to do it how to run a campaign this that or third and see we can bring that back to our people and also marcel you know we need to get something like that set up where we have you know all our foundational black american family with this knowledge and we can start our own uh class to launch people um a shout out to eric from the from the freeman party you know he's doing the same thing and teaching people how to do the same thing so we need to just launch our own political candidates and stop looking at this system to be the change that we want to see because they are not going to repair us we clearly going to repair ourselves and i'm cool with that and what what we call this in the military, we call this an all hands evolution, an all foundational Black American hands revolution, an all freedmen hand revolution. This is thing wanted for us to be realized. It's gonna take us to wake up and be the dream in real life. That Harriet, first of all, congratulations. I will have your back. That's another thing, y'all. I remember as a child, whenever there was something like my great, my mother told me my great grand aunt's home burnt down. She had 13 kids. Her home burnt down. And what she did was she had to go live with my aunt Rena, my great grand aunt, aunt Rena, my other great grand aunt, Aunt Mary, like her kids, they were like scattered about, but we were all in the same community because at that time, black Americans actually, you know, we had communities, especially in rural South Carolina. Uh, they ran a highway through my community, but that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that later. But you see, that's what, that's what just having saying no vote because most of the people in my community didn't vote, okay? And it didn't protect us any. Speaking of Harriet, they're trying to give illegal citizenship in New York City I'll make voting rights. Shout out to the Black Americans in New York City. As much crap as people like to give y'all for being off code, y'all not off code. Y'all just surrounded by a bunch of tethers, Black immigrants who are coons, and y'all surrounded by a bunch of Black American freemen who are asleep. But that doesn't mean y'all off code. Y'all are just, y'all are drops of cool water and a raging fire. But my the Black people in New York City said, hell no. And they are suing the hell out of New York State to make sure it doesn't happen. So when New York New York City gets a lot of, of flack from us, y'all, but when they get on cold and mobilized, we need to give them just as much praise. And also, I, I I got one of my cousins. She called me, I guess, trying to let me have it. She's in South Carolina. Her roots are here in South Carolina. She's living here now. She don't ever want to go back to New York City. She was like, you better watch about where you be talking about people from New York. And you, that's where I'm from. And she was like, I ain't never had no black immigrant say to me, oh, you child of a slave. She said, they don't talk to us like this. She said, I was, we would slap the hell out of one of them. And she said, a few times, they got disrespectful. It has happened. So there you go, New York City. You see, I give you credit. See. Anyway, what I was bringing up, y'all, let's say a vote was about to happen. Let's say a candidate wanted to give illegals voting rights. 
And we say, well, that candidate's not doing nothing for us, so we just going to stay home. Okay, so we stay home. But you still got the boomers mainly and the off-code Gen X and millennials and the, the Generation Zs who still sold to the poll and fish fry to the polls, and they vote for that candidate, and that candidate still wins. So what did us not voting accomplish? Not a goddamn thing. And now that candidate who is going to give illegals voting rights has won. It's not enough just to not vote. We have to now, let's do scenario number two. That candidate's running for office, and they're going to give illegals voting rights. And then let's say just Eve says, oh, hell no. I'm running for office, and she runs on a platform. Of course, she has a black agenda. Y'all, we have to be realistic. We sometimes want everyone to just have just a black agenda. Okay, realistically, and y'all know I'm all about saying hell with the way things are. I want to make things the way they should be. But you have to have platforms and policies that are also going to address the needs of your other constituents. But let's say Eve has a black agenda, reparations, of course. And she says, I'm running against that candidate. And she runs against that candidate. Now, those people who say they're not going to vote, they vote for her and other people vote for her and she wins. And now she's able to give us some specifics and she's able to stop that candidate from getting an office and give illegal voting rights. That's how you get power. Some of us are failing. If this was a room right now, and let's say Marcel and Tariq were arguing, y'all will be breaking the doors down to get in here. And then let's say we open the floor for comments. You, I will have so many people in the queue right now, it will probably crash Twitter. But now when we talk about real stuff that needs to be discussed. Where are you? But you know what I said to myself? I said, I'm not going to focus on what we don't do. Let me focus on what we do that's good. So the people that have showed up in here, you're the type of people on which I'm going to focus. Mikhail, I see you're having connectivity issues. You might need to leave and come back, but I'm going to send you an invitation link in your um, DMs, and that sometimes helps. So. Um, yeah, what we're gonna do, y'all? Who's next, even Miss Grade Eight? I've got AMK, yep, AMK, and then um, Naheem, yep, yeah, we have AMK, to build the we have to build the war chest because we cannot fight, we cannot go to war without any funds. So, like, that's the step that we have to take. Another thing we have to do is. We have to expand outside of Twitter space. So I mean in that when you go outside and you see a young black American and you got a chance to talk to them, you talk to them. Don't be talking to them about, you know, what rapper, you know, has the best track out now and shit like that. See where their mind is at. Because this message has to, has to be spread. So me personally, like, I go out my way to talk to a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 21-year-old. I go out my way because they are the future. They're coming up behind us. So if their eyes get open just a little bit, that helps. So expand your horizon outside of this algorithm that we are in. That's all I have to say. Okay, so you mentioned two very good points. We do need money. I was that's the point I was gonna, that's the next point I was gonna bring up with my childhood. My mother told me when Aunt Nancy and Uncle Eli's house burnt down and they had 13 kids, my great grandmother, who was still in New York City at the time, she packed up a bunch of coals, 
So sometimes in the hospitals, people come in wearing clothes and they give them nightgowns. My great grandmother said a lot of people would sometimes leave their clothes that the outfit they were wearing. She will, and they will allow people to take it home. She will wash her clothes, send them down to my great grand aunt and my great grand uncle. He wasn't my, he was my great grand uncle in law technically for her for their thirteen kids. But you know what my people did? They made fish. They made fish dinners, not fish fries. They made fish dinners in South Carolina usually red rice, um, collard greens, hush puppies, and fried whiting. And they would sell them. And guess what? They will make a killing. And the people in the churches. And yes, I know I'm, I was I'm not a church person. People think because I was in rural South Carolina, I was going to church. No, I wasn't. But I know how it works. They were sitting around the tithing basket and the people in the churches. If you think South Carolina is poor now. Wrong, Marcel, and I'm sorry. It's actually on Black Pressure Chamber and then Naheem. I was going to yeah, say, I was wondering that too. I, I got it wrong. It, it's Black Pressure. Yeah. Because they could, well, like, I was wondering that too. Okay, well, Naheem will get to Black Pressure Chamber. Thank you. You are very, um, um, very um, level headed about that. But you know, that was me. Hey, no, it ain't. It's me. What y'all doing? That would have been me. So you, you, you got, <laughs> you got a good thing, man. Black Pressure Chamber, you got it. Hey, Sam, I want to say this. If uh, Brother Naheem wants to go, he can go. I, I promise you, I'm in no rush. If, if he wants to burn, let him burn. Thank you. Naheem, you go ahead because I know you have a meeting you're going to do later on. And you probably got to get ready oh, for yeah. that. Thank you. Peace, peace. What's going on, family? I, I'm going to just be brief, right? Because I looked at the title of the room and, you know, I was, I was listening. And I, I like to use precedence a lot. I, I, you know, I'm a, a history buff. And I try to pull examples because they say history is our best teacher. And um, I'm, 
I was in the before I got deep into the Moorish movement, I was a part of like the Moorish sovereign citizen nonsense, right? Before I got into the real movement. So one of the things that I learned was that this sovereign citizen movement was actually the spawns of the defeated Confederate Southerners. And they were against a whole bunch of stuff. And they had different names over the years, sovereign citizen being one of them, posse comitatus in the 70s, uh, just, just a bunch of different names. But one of the things they started to realize, matter of fact, let me, before I get to that point, I was uh, filing a lawsuit against a sheriff out here, and I was using all that sovereign citizen mumbo jumbo that was mixed in the Moorish movement. But the clerk, white woman behind the counter at the federal court, she was like, um, she took my paperwork. She was like, oh, that's an interesting headline you have there on your paperwork. I was like, oh, you think so? She was like, yeah. And we got to talking. And as we got to talking, uh, now this is before I really fully understood that this sovereign citizen movement was be based on the, the defeated Confederates of the South, who, which, I mean, they weren't really technically defeated, right? But anyway. So we got to chopping it up. And she told me about this, this rally that was being held in Washington. And, you know, she's asking me, like, you heard about the, the tea party? I'm like, the who? What you mean, from back in the days when they had the No, no, no. It's a new movement that's that's popping up. And I'm like, like uh, no. She was like, yeah, just... um. They're going to be marching in Washington, D.C. Everything we talked about was centered around the, the sovereign citizen ideology. Now, this is a federal uh, court clerk that I'm having this conversation with. And we're, you know, kind of matching wits on a lot of this <laughs> crazy stuff that I was into at the time. And so I, I remember the day she said, so I'm watching television. And I'm like, I don't see nothing about no march in D.C. I turned to M MSNBC. I even turned to Fox. I turned to CNN. I'm like, nothing. Then I was like, man, I think that chick lied to me. I just so happened to be uh, channel surfing and hit C-SPAN. And, and there they were. It's the Tea Party. Now, where am I going with this story? These, these radical individuals that denied government they denied the 14th amendment <laughs> really denied the fact that we're not their property um they wisened up and they formed themselves into a political unit and they all got on the same page they their media started to reflect that so much so that fox had to pick up 
this more fringe element of what this Tea Party was doing because of the fact that they had really, really garnered steam with uh, with the right in, in the United States of America. Our may and we, you know, we always harp on our problems. I try not to do that. I, I try to just speak to the solutions and the things that we can do. But in this, I'll say one of the problems that we have is that we are just all over the place, right? I listen to some people that are supposed to be black media in this space. And for the most part, they are apolitical. I, I really don't know what what they stand on politically outside of bringing commentary to the forefront based on, you know, the news topics of the day. And the one thing that we don't have is somebody that's going to move us towards I, we're, we're ne probably never going to have our message move towards the mainstream, but we don't have the system set up to whereas our media is reflective. It's like the Young Turks. Brother Marcel, you you know, uh, been on Be The Power channel a couple times. You've always heard me say we are trying to turn BTP into our own TYT. The Young Turks, what did they do? They were a progressive group. They bring, the, they grew their base. They brought their progressive candidates on, got them familiar in certain areas because they had, you know, centralized media in, in order to do that. And, and this was one of the way, and I, there's so many different things that I can touch on. I'm just trying to be brief. You know, I don't want to take up too much of the time and I'm going to touch on one thing, one more thing before I get off. So we, we have to start focusing in that direction. Like, we can't be apolitical in a time like this, even if we're speaking about protest voting, right? That's still political. But then what? That should be the next question. What are we doing? And we could get deeper into the Black South strategy and, and, and those real tangible things that can be done to ensure that our future generations survive in this country. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get that deep. I'm going to close with this. I was watching a documentary a few years ago. I think it's uh, Capitalism, A Love Affair by Michael Moore. And he was reading from a some type of uh, memo or letter, I believe it was, that some banking president sent out to other banking presidents. And I can't remember everything that was said, so I'm going to paraphrase it. So basically what one of the banking executives said was that there's only one thing more powerful than our dollar, and that's the ballot. So we have to control the ballot. We have to control the vote. And we know that they've been doing that in, in many different ways, right? Control using their millions and billions to control the vote. What we have is a voice. This thing about hip-hop has opened me up to this argument, this fight, as we reclaim our culture, has opened me up to the understanding that through hip-hop, we, we had a voice to express to the world what we were going through, so much so that people just start feeling us and picking up on our culture. We have to start using our voices. We have to start streamlining our voices so that they could penetrate places like Jackson, Mississippi, who are struggling with water. We have to 
activate. We have to find a way to activate people like that. And yes, it's going to take money. But the one thing that is more valuable than the dollar bill that I've accepted, and this is my opinion, is the ballot. Is the ballot. And if it wasn't so, they wouldn't be spending billion dollars every election cycle trying to buy people's votes. So I just want to leave the family with that. I'm going to listen there for a few more minutes and start preparing for my meeting a little bit later. Peace, man. Naeem, can I ask you real quick before you jump off? You oh, said, sure. Um, thanks, brother. You said we're, our message is probably never going to hit the mainstream. Do you really think that? Well, let me let me. Let me be clear what I said, <laughs> what I'm saying, right? The way that the Tea Party took over the right wing, right? Today, they are the Trump Republicans. The Tea Party today is, is MAGA. Fox has picked that up. As a reparationist movement, we don't have a Fox News mainstream media to pick that up. We've been boxed out of that. It's not going to be MSNBC. It's that damn sure not going to be CNN. That That's what I meant by that. Gotcha. Thank you, brother. So what he's saying, I experienced. Okay. I mean, it's the glass, the dam started to break a little, but for the most part, the mainstream media, or like Trump just calling them the lamestream media. And like I said, I'm not necessarily a fan of Trump, but damn it. He was saying things we've been saying for centuries. And then just because he said that we started saying it's not true. They, they're not going to put us there. That's why we're going to have our own media. And, you know, I appreciate the black media. The real black media has been good to me. I hate naming names because when you name names, you forget someone. And that person like, also, oh, you don't appreciate me. So I'm just going to say we have a lot of people in the real black media who do make it clear they are reparationists, who do call out the Democrats for neglecting us. They will make it known the Republicans ain't nothing either, but we're not voting for them. So why the hell are we respecting for them? The Democrats who are supposed to be advocating for us don't do nothing for us. Let me tell y'all real quick before I go to the next person. I was doing research and I found out that I have not found a single country where any group of people votes for a party at 90 to 95 percent. The only countries where I found that was like in North Korea, and that's a dictatorship. This is a mental illness. We are the only group that literally votes almost in whole for one party. I have not seen it anywhere else in the states, in the countries I looked up. Uh, now, he brings out a good point. I'm going to tell you all a quick little story before we get to the next person. I was in a car, and I was on the phone. And, you know, this was before I was a reparations. I was talking about how it was 4th of July, and I said, you know, 4th of July. Well, hell, my ancestors, were not, that ain't meant nothing to them. It just meant now they were on another government that was going to be even nastier to them. And this old white lady approached me. I was like, don't get slapped. Because, hell, when you're an anti-black bigot, you get slapped. I don't see color nor sex. But anyway, and no, guess what she did? She handed me a, a, a meeting they were having in Sun City. For those who are not in my area, I know Davey knows Sun City is like a retirement community in Bluffton, Hardyville, South Carolina. And it's a lot of old white people there. And she was like, I want to invite you. I heard what you were saying, and you're right. I was like, wait, this is all white, because usually in South Carolina, not here too often. She was like, you're absolutely right. I said, where are you from? She was like, I'm from here. I'm from, you know, Greenville. This is up in the mountains, South Carolina. And she was like, the, and of course, she went in on the Democrats. She was like, they've taken you for granted. She was like, Obama took your votes and gave y'all his, you know, nothing in return. And she was right. And at that time, I wasn't really into politics like that. 
And then she brought up abortion, of course. That was the main thing she was on, how black babies are experiencing a genocide and Obama's not doing nothing about it. And then she brought up, remember at that time, Obama did something with the mortgages, but the, he didn't do something to deal with that loophole that black Americans were disproportionately um, prone to suffer from. And she brought all that stuff up. And the crazy thing is, so what AMK, who's now up here more, he's right. Like, these people are really hitting the ground. But you know what they did that was most important? Even though they had people financing their movement, which we don't have the luxury of, but the most important thing the Tea Party did was they ran for office. And guess what? Most of them lost their races. But look how their message is now essential to the Republican Party. Okay? So stop thinking we only should run if we know we're going to win. Bernie Sanders has never won the presidency. But now every Democratic candidate has to agree to what was once just Bernie Sanders' platform and people say it was too far to the left. You, sometimes you don't win the race. I mean, I'm sorry. Sometimes you may not win the election, but you win the race. It is more important to win races than to win the election. You win the race when you win the platform. I don't give a damn if I never see the halls of Congress. But if they, if the Democrats or the Republicans or some third party option starts um, out there pushing our message and it becomes mainstream and now people know they have to get me get it done, we have won. We need to run. Black Precious Chamber is on you. I just want to say good morning to the Black family. I, I have a couple of quick things. The first uh, is more of a statement. Uh, Marcel, just uh, kind of touching on what you said earlier about people, um, you kind of meeting some resistance uh, because of your uh, sexual orientation. And I say this, brother, I know a lot of people, especially me, where I'm from in Houston, that, that echo those uh, those sentiments. But I'll say this. And, and Marcel, you know this better than me. For what, 60 plus years now? Black people have stood in line and voted for the most vile, fire-breathing racists, pedophiles, rapists. I mean, and, and like I said, you know this better than me. And then when it comes around to you, gay is a deal breaker. That's amazing to me. And I could name them. I'm not going to name them, but anybody that's, you know, wants to be politically aware, you, you can Google this stuff. And this, the second thing I'll say, and this is more of a question to the black family, because I, I really want people that more that are more politically astute than me. Maybe they, they have a better point of vantage than I do. <clears throat> like the brother said earlier, I can't think of the brother's name a few speakers ago. He was like, you know, why vote when, you know, the America has never given black people a reason to vote. I feel the same way. I've, you know, just hit. 40s and i've never voted i would vote for marcel if i could but i live in houston so i can't do that but i'll say this um i have conversations with family with friends co-workers you know different black people i come across and uh they all buy into the idea that you know politics is local politics is local when i share with them that i don't vote because i, I just this is a country i can't trust they say well i understand on the federal level on the state level, but if you know you vote for your local offices, that can help. And like I said, there's more of a question to the black family. I, I think we've been sold to build a good a, a bill of goods like white supremacy only controls like uh, federal and state politics, and it's a it, their hands off on local politics. 
I disagree. I wouldn't vote for any anyone local either because as soon as you assimilate to that system, it, it's like I say right here in Houston, you can see it. The the black mayor and all that. As soon as they get in office, they they no longer work for the people. It's like they know they no longer care about the people. So that's more of a, a question for the black family. Y'all might like I say, y'all might have a better point of vantage. And one more thing before I go, Marcel, we gonna meet somewhere. It's some event or something, we're gonna show up. And I'm going to knock your ass out because you've been telling that lie about South Carolina food is better than Louisiana food. You need to stop telling people that lie, man. And I'm going to lay on my plane there. If you want to knock me out, just give me some of that Louisiana gumbo that y'all call gumbo. And I'm sure that'll knock me out and not in a good way. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, though. <laughs> you know, so Let me speak to your point, Black Pressure Chamber. So now, y'all, voting. Look, my mother told me, because, you know, my mother was brought up, my grandmother became a Jehovah's Witness when my mother was a young child, a teenager, like 13. And my mother always used to say to me, a freedom to vote also means freedom not to vote. Okay? So, free, people, you can't say a person has freedom to vote and then tell them they must vote. The freedom to vote means freedom not to vote as well. However, it is a personal decision. Now, if you have a person on the ballot, and let's say you may not agree with most of what they said, but you see something on there that's going to specifically benefit the black community, even if it's not specifically for us, and you decide to vote for them, that's your decision. We are at a point now where we're saying we want specific policies. Now, what I'm saying, Black Pressure Chamber, and it kind of gets to the other side of what you were saying, is if we say there's no one worthy of our vote, that's great. The thing is, did what though? Because that person that's not going to get our vote, they're still unfortunately going to get the votes of others that end up in office. So the only other option is we have to be the candidate that's running for office and those of us who aren't has to support them. We don't do that. We failed to do that. Y'all came out to work with me and I appreciate it. But I really You're complaining about it, but it was a ballot initiative that you didn't know anything about. You didn't vote, you know, and this is where we have to do a better job at those of us that are in the grassroots and getting uh, back into our community. Somebody was speaking about taking things off of Twitter. Like I'm about to start hosting little workshops at my local library <clears throat> because people need to get activated. The people that are affected the most the people that we care about the freedmen they're not politically activated what do you know about the precinct committee men 
right? And, and how powerful that individual is when it comes to local party politics and making sure certain uh, things get get pushed insofar as uh, candidates, ballot initiatives, etc. There's so many different things that we have to learn. And it's not complicated, though. It's not algebra or trigonometry. It's very, very simple things. Like, we just got to go into the classroom and, and learn it. So I, I just wanted to add that uh, to the brother and anybody else that, you know, that feels that way. Because I used to be like that. It's like, I'm not voting for none of these people. My pops told me the wrong information growing up. He said, I don't get involved in politics because poly means many and a tick is a bloodsucker. I'm like, oh, you know, that sound dope, right? But that's not the <laughs> that's not the etymology of politics. And as I got older, I was like, yo, hold up, man. My pops, my pops told me wrong. And even he realizes that to you know today he re we've had this discussion. So I just want people to you know it's time for us to get out of that thinking. I I know people in the city where I live that are running. I go vote for them. I know the ballot initiatives that are, are that are on the ballot that are going to affect our community specifically. And I make sure that when I go. I make sure to either cast a yes or a no vote on them things. And we got to just get a little bit more civically aware. That's all I got to add. Peace, fam. Thank you, Naheem. Those just coming in, please share the room. And when I ask y'all to share the room, I really need you because Twitter does shadow ban me, of course. I'm pretty sure as at Joe Crow's and Clyde Bum's request. Please click on the tripod link. You know, click copy link and then post it in your thread. We're talking about, okay, we say no tangibles, no vote. Great. What's the follow-up, though? Because the people that we're not voting for, they're still going to get enough uh, people who are off cold or idiots or don't care about our needs to vote for them. So they're still going to get in office. So what do we do? My, hey, my Mar Marcel, Marcel, can I have 15 seconds, please? Just real quick. Oh, yeah. Hold on real quick. But let me just um, reset the room real quick. So my right. answer is that we need to run for office and be the candidates for whom we can vote for or the people that we're not voting for are still going to get in office and do their off-code stuff. It's not going to change the game enough. Black President Shamer, go ahead. I just want to say, I, I I forgot to touch on this real quick. I agree 100% with you, and we, we don't have to get into a history lesson, but I totally agree with you um, about when you said post-reconstruction, when our, you know, our distant four parents um, they had to go on and force their own successful enclaves and, and cities and towns like that. I do agree that is one of the solutions to this, you know, quote, uh, quote unquote questions. You know, we're always asking, you know, what the solution is. And um, I'm no in no means associated with the Nation of Islam nor any other religion. But Elijah Muhammad hit it out the park when he told black people to do for self and uh, land and listen. Thank you, Black President Shamer. Well, this is definitely a do for self conversation. We're running for no, no, do not do for self. This is a do for us conversation. Run for office on a platform for us. Of course, you're going to have to have things that are going to address the needs of other constituencies. I don't care if we don't like to hear that. That's reality. Okay. But we, that doesn't mean excluding us. We're not so much mad that politicians have policies that are going to help everyone. We are mad that they never have policies specifically to help us. That's the missing thing. So, again, who's running for office up in here? Who's going to step up and do it? Please.
don't throw, oh, Marcel, you are only hope. I, I appreciate the uh, people saying that. Marcel, you're the future. No, I'm not. And that's a scary thing if that was true. Marcel can die. Marcel could go out there and a tree branch could fall on his head. I, I, I mean, a rabbit can attack me. I mean, hell, a lot of things can happen. I mean, Marcel, what, what if Marcel said, you know, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all get in my damn nerves. I'm not doing this no more. You don't ever put faith in a person. You put faith in the movement. And you judge a person by their actions. Don't ever imitate a person. Imitate a person's actions that you appreciate. So if people think and think highly of me, I appreciate that. But don't ever imitate me. Imitate the actions. And the way you can imitate me is by standing up and saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm running for office. I understand some of you have families. I understand I'm a single man. I understand at this point in my life, I didn't expect not to have a family still, but it is what it is. I understand that you have to consider other people. I didn't. But when my, I mean, you know, my family is in the spotlight sometimes too. But you know what? My family's not safe if I didn't run for office. And if you have children, your children aren't safe by you not running for office. You're not keeping them safe by not going in public. They can bust in your house right now and shoot your kids down and get away with it because of the system we're in. So we think by doing nothing, we're going to avoid the heat of this system. No. Ask Breonna Taylor. Ask Tamir Rice. Ask the many, many, many black men and black women who have been killed just minding their business because they were black and never got no justice. Stop sitting there thinking somebody else is going to do it. Y'all are getting on my nerves with that. Thinking someone else is going to do it. Someone says, please donate. You don't donate because you are thinking, well, I know other people are going to do it, so I don't have to. And when they say thank you people for donating, everybody's going to think I'm one of them too. No, you need to do it. What is the next plan if not us running for office? We are the only on-code people for our people. Yes, there are some that are not on Twitter, but a lot of us are on Twitter. So what are we going to do? Is Jonathan next? I don't know even, Ms. Grady. Jonathan's next. That's Jonathan, you got it. Okay. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me again. Um, I'm, yeah, I just want to kind of touch on what you've been saying. Um, I feel like the next move for us is really to get our own party. You know, um, no vote is cool. No tangibles is cool. But it's time for us to break free from both sides and start housing our own, you know, ideology, our own message, our own funds, house it under an organization that can actually win things on a local, you know, federal, state, district level and kind of start collecting wins. Like you said, it's a ground game. So, you know, this is going to take time. This is not, you know, this ain't a sprint. It's a marathon, like Nipsey would say. And so I feel like we're, we're starting that right now. You know, things like what Tesla Figueroa is doing that I'm going to go to this weekend up in Atlanta, having a workshop, people have been talking about, let's take it offline. That's what I'm doing. You know, that's what I want to do. Um, I ran, you know, for office back in 2014 in Florida, uh, but that was, you know, back before all of this was going going on. And so my push really didn't get nowhere. So, but now I feel like this is the time where everything that I wanted to see us do back then is here now. The energy's here now. The momentum is on our side now. And it just needs that spark. And just needs that momentum push, just like when people watch basically sports or whatever. All you need is that momentum and things flip. And all of a sudden now we got the ball rolling. You know, and what Marcel said is perfect where he talks about, um, you know, you're not safe if you just hide in a corner. You think that's going to stop you. 
and our history shows every time we fight, we win. When we fought in the Civil War, we won and freed ourselves out of slavery. That's us winning. We fought during the Civil Rights era and got so-called freedom and got these Jim Crow laws, quote-unquote, taken out. That was when we were fighting. We, we started pushing. And now this is the next phase of it, basically. And I feel like this is the last phase of it. If we continue to fight and go hard like they did back then, we'll win this whole thing. I really believe that. It takes time, but I feel like we will take this whole thing over. And I'm going to just slam my plane there. So... That's it. Thank you. Thank you. And Black Party Chamber, I have to drop you because I'm just having to get people up, but I definitely need to get to Houston. When I went to Texas, I went to Dallas, and I was only going there to meet someone. I did not want to visit Dallas. I wanted to visit Houston. Need to get back to Texas. That food, every time I turn around, somebody posting a black person's posted a new food truck they opened in Houston. That food be looking damn good, so I got to get there. But anyway, back. So, um, Jonathan, here's the issue I have with a third-party option. We already have them. There are many third part. There are many other parties in the U.S. Believe it or not, many. South Carolina alone has several. We got the Labor Party, which the Democrats are trying to keep out—a so-called progressive party, the Labor Party. The Democrats are trying to get them out the state. We got the Alliance Party, the Constitution Party, and we have a party that was started by Black South Carolinians for us, the United Citizens Party, and we already don't support them. So the answer is not a third party. The answer is us supporting what we claim to want and having to run on a platform that we claim we want to see. I just checked my donations and I have three. One, two of them are recurring. One is a new donation. Thank you, Af um, Afroly. But I have, I don't know how many people in this room because Twitter, Twitter sometimes will show me the same number. Like when I start off, 10 were in and sometimes Twitter will show me 10 for the entire duration of the room. So I don't know. I'm going to assume maybe it's like 200 something, 200 something. And I have one person that donated and maybe they're in this space. You see, that's what I'm talking about. We It's not about us not having the third-party option. We have that. Technically, we can take over the Republican or the Democratic Party and win. So the party, to me, is irrelevant. Yes, running underneath a party that's going to support what you're for is great, but we can really take over one of these many parties we have now that have national ballot access and make it work. But if we don't show up to support, if we don't do the work, it's not going to happen. So let's just say not voting, no tangibles, no vote. That's just a cop for those of us who just want to act like we're cold and do nothing. We got to say no tangibles, no vote. I'm going to run for office so I can be deserving of your vote. Then we, who are not running for task to support them. If I had, let's, I have like almost 20,000 followers. Let's say if just 3,000 of you, and that's a large number, just 3,000 of you came to South Carolina, for a week and knocked on doors and made phone calls and shook hands, man, I could win. We, I, I could get other South Carolinians to run for office and all of them would win. It doesn't take much. We are not putting forward what we want to see. And that's the honest truth. And I'm never going to be one of those people to say, oh, it's, we, don't, we don't love ourselves enough. But I am going to call us out when we're not doing enough and we're not. Some of us are. A lot of us aren't. We're not even trying. So we say no tangibles, no votes, so it can appear that we're on code and we're really not. Ms. Great Apes, I have something you want to say, it seems. No, I'm sorry. I just, I think Davey wants to re retort as well. Okay. Before we get to someone um, new. Okay, so uh, Davey, oh, uh, Jonathan, real quick, 30 seconds. you have anything you want to say in response to that? Uh, I, yeah, I just kind of wanted to say, you know, I agree with you know, what you're saying as far as like, you know, we need, you know, donations, we need, you know, people to support. And as well, you know, 
I agree with you when you're talking about, you know, a third not having a third party. But I feel like what this other person said is true. You know, the Republicans had the Tea Party, quote unquote. And if we look back at our history, um, the Republican Party at one time was a third party. You know, after the weights collapsed, the, the Republicans became, you know, the new party that took their place and eventually became an establishment party, quote unquote. And so I feel like right now we can have our own we can have our own party that can then take over or, you know, create a permanent dent within the Democratic Party because we can our policies can be relevant to what they need. Like, hey, we're going to throw our support to you, not because we're under your umbrella. We're under our own umbrella and you have to either go with what we go with or you're not going to win. Just basically the same thing that happened with the Republican Party. If they did adopt the Tea Party libertarian slogan, then they would have been extinct, basically after the Bush era and all of that, you know, so I think right now we're in a, you know, we're in a great time right now. I feel like this is our time to start pushing things forward, not just sitting back, like you said, and doing nothing. I think this is the time that we start, you know, moving forward. Don't and donate, like you said, to the people that were, that are put out there in front, you know, running campaigns with them, calling, going there to South Carolina, like you said, and going to these different places where people are running and, you know, having workshops offline. Just doing okay. stuff that gets us. So I agree. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thank you, David. Yeah, I'm still going to say though one thing about the Tea Party. They never they they what they did threaten to start their own, but they never did. They just simply said the Republican Party already has the infrastructure, and we can take over their party, and that's what they did. And now Tea Party candidates, who are the current MAGA people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and them, they are winning offices left and right. We can do the same if we cared. Do y'all remember that black girl? This was funny as hell. I ain't gonna lie. Remember that black girl that tricked the Repu um, Trump supporters? She said her mother put out because she was a Trump supporter. She wore the red hat, and they like, and they like, oh, they blew her GoFundMe up. And she was like, "Gotcha." Okay, sh gangster. I ain't gonna lie. Should have thought the idea first, but okay. But um, but the what's the point I'm making? They support their people. Okay. Yes, they have way more wealth than we do. But the point is, they came through in support. Thank you to the person that just donated. I think two people did. I'm up in here, and y'all know I'm on cold. Y'all know there are other people trying to do initiatives that are on cold, and we barely want to give $5. Okay? Nine, I have almost 20,000 followers. Each give you a dollar the matrix. And huh? Hello? You are not in the Matrix. I don't know who just jumped off of mute, but... Go ahead, Marcel. You got three oh. new donations, right? Four new donations. Yes, there's three, four new donations. Thank you. But the fact is, this we're getting close to 300 of us in the room. None of us have nothing to donate. Now, people say, oh, Marcel, don't do that. No, that's what we got to do. We got to start calling each other out. Just because our grandparents and great-grandparents will tell us that it wasn't that many people out there doing the Civil War, not as, I mean, doing the Civil Rights Movement, not as many as they want us to think. And that's how things were. There's always a small percentage of us that do the most work. That doesn't mean that's the way it has to be now. Our great, our grandparents failed at calling people out. Let's be honest. That's how all these infiltrators and stuff got to ruin a lot of our movements. They did not call people out enough. We have, we don't have to repeat their same mistakes. I, if anybody wants to announce they're running for office, this is the perfect time to do it. Harriet Tubman's pistol said he's running for Senate. He hasn't named the state. I'm sure we're going to find out. Anyone else? Um, he wasn't the only one. 
Um, I forgot the other person that day. I think they weren't. I forgot where they were. They were running for a local seat. I forgot your name. Sorry. Eve, you remember the name? No, I only heard Harriet Tubman's pistol saying he was going to run. There was another guy who came and said he was running for a local seat. I forgot his he's name, in, though. I'm so sorry. He's in San Antonio, and oh, I'll try to find rustic. it. that was Rustic. That was Rustic. Yeah, oh, the Rustic. All right. So, y'all. for that with the San Antonio. And by the way, I could support other reparationist candidates with my donations, but I barely get enough for myself. If I go on the Black Authority, and, you know, Tariq and a few of these of the new Black media, I get a lot then. But again, they have other things they have to cover. They, it's not their responsibility to carry my campaign on their shoulders. It is the responsibility, it's my responsibility and yours too, because you know my platform is going specifically for us, the thing that we say we want. Who's next, y'all? I forgot. Is it Jay or Davey? Before they go, though, I just wanted to, because I'm kind of a, a lonely voice in the room with regards to holding my vote, um, and I do agree with doing for self, uh, something that probably should be known or questioned or just put out there is that a lot of black people don't know who is running and when and if we could maybe get some sort of aggregated data of all the states and then you know maybe five offices or something you know and these dates then maybe we can start attacking specific offices that that's one point that i had so i just wanted to throw that out there eve so you're a genius oh i'm sorry Ms. great go ahead no, Marcel, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say something similar. Go ahead. Let me tell y'all, I learned so much in my six months of running as a candidate. I learned so much. And that's what these packs do, uh, what Eve just mentioned. They literally send out spreadsheets of candidates that are supporting their issues to their emailing list. So that's actually a good idea, Eve. Eve, you are not a lone voice in holding your vote. No, you are not. We all agree with that. I agree with that, too. What I'm saying is... It's not enough for us just to hold our vote. We got to get candidates for whom who are we have to become the candidates who are deserving of our votes. That's the other end that a lot of us like to get quiet on. And some of us are sitting up here and look, y'all. I'm not luxury shaming any of us, but some of us are sitting up in this um, room, and you know we we have we we talk about how much money we're making. Okay, can you use that money to help support the thing you say our people deserve? Is that not enough? Okay, y'all, but hey, I'm not going to go on. Who's next? This room is booming. Y'all, Twitter's Twitter mad as hell right now trying to shadow ban me. Keep sharing the room, y'all. Twitter, get let Twitter stay mad. Who's next, though? Marcel, hold up. Um, I think Alexis is next, but real quick. I'm no, getting ready to... Oh, is he back? Because he put his hand down. Okay, he put it back up. Sorry. Then Alexis. Um, I'm getting ready to do a monthly donation to you. And I know you po you continually post things online. I just retweeted it. But speak it verbally for those of us who can't read our phones right now for whatever reason. Where do we go to donate right now? Oh, thank you, Miss um, Grady. It's in the Jumbotron, y'all. It is the first dot to the right. So the last dot to the right in the Jumbotron. It's the last dot to the right. And I'm going to put it in there again. So it'll be the first one in the line of dots as well. That way it won't be hard to find. Thank you so much for that, Ms. Greer. That's a great idea. And also...
to get some sort of RICO type charge and to bring down all of these different constituents associated with them. I like so let me say, it's always quality over quantity, and yet in politics, it's also a number game. So it's actually both. And here's the thing. I, we got to shake the damn table, okay? And if you see them eating our people like they've been doing for the past few decades, then you got to knock over the damn table, okay? We're either at the table or we're on the menu. And I'm not going to see my people on the table. So I've been going to the Black Caucus meeting. Y'all know I ain't no damn, y'all know I don't give a damn about no Democratic Party. I don't give a damn about no Republican Party. I give a damn about people, especially my people. So when my people who showed up at the South Carolina Black Caucus meeting, we are showing up to make our reparations demands heard. And now we are um, working on starting like a reparations initiative, not just to get, rep not to help, get our people on board reparations. That happened because I was just one person. I'm not the only person there, but I'm not going to name drop other people, but I was one of the people there pushing reparations. So one person can make a difference with your presence. Okay? So it's both, Davey. And good to you for going to that and um, hats off to Teslin for doing that. I think the class is going to be great. I wish I could make it, but I agreed to this engagement at this event where I'm going. And y'all, I'll tell y'all about this event when it happens, the location I'm keeping a secret and everything until I do it. And I'll tell y'all about it afterwards. So great job. Um, Alexis, you got it. Oh, what about the last part? What about the last part? So sorry. About the, oh, hold on. What was the last part? Uh, Rico for the KKK. Oh, I mean, they could do that. What's that guy named? The guy that was um, Trump's attorney general? People said that he was an anti-black bigot himself. What was his name? He Are was, you talking um, about the one from Alabama, Jeff Sessions, the first Right. Person? So yeah. Alexis, Alabama's your neck of the woods. It is, yeah. Now, people called him anti-black, but he brought the Ku Klux Klan down in Alabama, according to his biography, because I did research on him. He used a RICO charge, and he got the Ku Klux Klan out of Alabama. Now, I'm not saying he can't still be anti-black and have done that, but that can definitely be done because that's how he got rid of the Ku Klux Klan in Alabama, you know, on legally, at least. So, but Alexis, speaking of you, so Dave, yeah, that's definitely something that should be done. That is something this country could do when there's always a group that's for black Americans. They somehow always find a way to get rid of them through FBI tampering and CIA infiltration. When it's a group that's against Black Americans, they last forever. And we already know what it's about. That's why we don't have an anti-Black hate bill yet. Everyone, thank you for being patient. I'm coming to you. I'm going to stop talking. Alexis, you got it. Oh, hey, thanks for myself hosting Space. Hey, Eve. Hey, Alexis. Hey, and hey, Miss Great.
It's great. Hey, okay, cool. Um, hi, everyone. I wanted to go really earlier when I think Black Pressure was talking about. I don't think he's in here when we're talking about politics is local. Um, and then the person that talked about the third party. So you said something, Marcel, that I think is really important that I just wanted to reiterate where you talked about having national ballot access. We have to remember that the parties that get on the ballot are not decided at the federal level. They're decided at the state level. The only two parties that have access to the ballot in all 50 of these United States is the Democratic Party and the Republican. Republican Party. Nobody else is guaranteed a role in every single state. Every state has different rules for what the barrier the barrier to entry is for that. So that's one of the reasons why talking about infiltrating the party and just taking over one that exists is way easier. Back when, you know, you had the Whigs and all that, the country was expanding. We were adding states left and right. I mean, not exactly left and right, but we're not about to add any more states right now. Like, it's just probably not going to happen for a very long time. So we have to work within the way the system is set up and overturn it, right? You have to change it from within. So I just wanted to like reiterate that. And um, there was something else you said. Oh yeah, yeah, about pushing the message forward. I wanted to remind people to go out and if you did not hear Marcel when he spoke on the Karen Hunter show, please listen to that interview. It was absolutely phenomenal. And after the interview um, ended, they continued talking for the next segment. Marcel, you're probably familiar with this. I don't know if everybody else is, but the uh, lady that was the co-host with Karen that day is Tanya. Tanya, right? That's her name, Tanya, Tanya Pinkins. And she was in love with Marcel the whole damn time. Loved it, it was great. But um, as they were talking- You look incredible. Yeah, but she, she was in your phone when she told that lady, listen, he'd been teaching for 20 damn years. What else do you need him to do? It was amazing. Like, I just loved it. But they were talking about you in the segment afterwards. And she said, what if he is our Overton candidate? What if he is the one that's just going to get out here, put the message here for us to see it? And then all of a sudden, people start to understand this is what we need to do. And it's when you talked about every time you run does not mean you win. Bernie Sanders is out here talking about free college, forgiving college loans. I don't care how you feel about it. But this shit is finally something people are actually talking about like every day. Now, everybody doesn't love it. But Bernie been talking about that forever and ever and ever. And he's gotten it more acceptable because it's just been put into your mind over and over and over again. So I just wanted to reiterate those two points, Marcel. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Alexis. Excellent. Yeah, we brought that up with the Tea Party as well. When the Tea Party first came upon, they were like talking about starting their own party. Now the Republican Party is pretty much moved to, to the Tea Party. I don't care what y'all think about people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. The point of the matter is she stands her damn ground and she doesn't care how much backlash she gets for a position. The Republicans will stand their ground no matter how bad the, people, the backlash they get. We're the only ones to say, well, white people won't like that. So I'm not going to say that. Don't say that. That's us. Not me. Thank you, Alexis. Uh, I don't know. Is it Jay or is it Tansy, y'all? I've got Eric, <clears throat> then Tansy, okay. then Jay. Eric, Tansy, Jay. Oh, but right, before Eric. that, Marcel, I'm sorry. Before before Eric goes, because I got to drop down a listener. I got some some cooking I need to do for all the babies. But um, I just wanted to remind everybody that the people who don't advocate for their advocates don't have advocates. And that's something that I learned from the new black media. So Marcel getting donations when he goes on the new black media just shows that what they're teaching is real stuff that can be put into practice if you do it. So I just sent Marcel a donation. I hope the rest of the 200 plus people who are in here do the damn thing. Um, Marcel, we got to talk. We got to talk. Um, peace to you, Miss Greg. Great. <laughs> You're fun. Um, this has been an excellent room. Um, I'm going to be listening. Thank you, Eva. Before you leave, I want to shout you out. I don't always do this now, y'all, because a lot of y'all do amazing things. But um, I know Eve has five children, and yet, you know, when I was running, she helped got a billboard for me in a very expensive part, a very heavily traveled part of South Carolina, going from Columbia 
to Orangeburg to Charleston, which is on I-70, which is very a very heavily traveled highway. So thank you so much for that, Eve, and thank you for the good work you do. I appreciate every single one of you that's donating. Um, I'm so proud to see that, y'all. And that's what I'm saying, y'all. Don't hope, don't say, I hope the person next to me does it so that way it'll get done. No, say the person next to me is not going to do it, so I'm going to do it. That's what I did when I ran. I said no one else is going to stand against Clybone. They, everybody's afraid of him, not me. And you're not going to sit there and do my people wrong and tell me just wait and things will get better. How much time do you think you're going to get? Time is up. It's been up. Thank you, Just Eve, so much. Eric, you got it. Yes, thank you for having me in the room. Um, I would just like to say that um, I think the answer is in Claude Anderson's book, A Power Nomics. Um, yes, I. vote and also like you said Marcel having the right qualified people out there uh, pushing the message <clears throat> well we're um, the what then part because you keep saying what then Marcel the what then part I would say is we need to maybe draw back a little bit and focus more because I kept hearing your main complaint is support support donations which leads me to what Claude Anderson said is the first story of the Poweronomic House, which is economics, providing economic base. Asians don't vote. They're the least voting people in, 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 you know, out of all groups of people. But what they do have is an economic base. So whoever is in office, because you don't see too many Asians, uh, political people in um, offices, what they do is they use their money to go for or against somebody else. So that's the, that's the or what part. We need organizations, and here out of Ohio, hopefully you'll be hearing great things soon because that's my solution, and that's what I'm working on. I'm working on developing a, if you want to call it a pack, but it has to be specifically for Black-owned business, and I'm not talking about the average run-of-the-mill Black-owned business, but the, the really successful ones to start to fund money into a pack, and that money will be used then to support whoever. Because whoever we put out, like you said, Marcel, they're going to need donations. If they don't win, what then what? We'll still need money to thwart the counterattacks from the enemy. 
So at the end of the day, if we don't have an economic base, if we're not stressing an economic base, it doesn't matter how many people we put out there. It just doesn't. And I'll end my plane there. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. On the other side of that, you won't get an economic base until you have a strong political base. Because economically speaking, Black Americans, we built Black Wall Street's galore. But outside of Black Wall Street's, we had many successful towns that may not have been Wall Street, but were successful and thriving. But because we did not have a political base because of the anti-Black violence in this country, they were destroyed, eminent domain, all types of other mess. Sometimes integration was weaponized and destroyed them. We have to get that strong political base in order to solidify our economic base. So the two go hand in hand. And that's why I said, I'm not ashamed to say to y'all, I need y'all to donate. I kind of disagree. Can't... I kind of disagree. I'm sorry to cut you off, Marcel. I kind of disagree. You got to read the Power Nomic book. You cannot have, you can't push any political agenda without money, without resources. No, you need money. Or, and we, and you need money. But if you're saying for us to do the black businesses and black Wall Street, we've done that already. Okay. If that is what it would take. No, what we haven't done. No, what we haven't done. Representation. Oh, wait a minute, please. Hold okay. on. If that's what it would take for us to get political representation like we needed, we would have had those things. We would have had them when Black Wall Streets were all throughout this nation. The reason those Black Wall Streets failed is because we did not have the political protection. standing that we, we didn't needed. have protection. And we that comes protection. through politics. And that, that, comes, that, comes, that, through all politics. Comes, that comes through honestly, but we, if we really want to get down to it, just for instance, like you said, Black Wall Street. We didn't have we had the we had finances back then, true we did, but we lost our town through extreme violence. We and were exactly. unable to protect ourselves, so we didn't have money to get weapons to you know do. We didn't we weren't even thinking on that type of you know on that type of level. But hold on, actually they were because uh, when black those racial massacres happened, our people, men and women, ran and got their guns. That's how some of the white attackers were killed too. What we didn't have was the political standing because it was this government. Hold on, please. It was this government that gave weapons to the people during the massacres because we were not represented in government because they had laws at that time that prevented us from being represented in government. Those laws are gone. And that's why we need to be running for office. Now we have a bunch of black faces in government, but they're not doing a bunch of anything for black people. We need to get true black people who are on call for our people in government to make sure that we are protected. That's how it works. But right now, we have enough money to donate to candidates. It doesn't take a lot of us being millionaires or billionaires or thousandaires for us to donate to candidates so they can have the money they need. We can do it. Okay? I'm a living testament that it can be done. Had I started sooner, and had y'all known about me sooner and had more time, I would have had way more money. But it can be done. We need that political standing in order to have that solidified economic base. Or we'll be building a home on quicksand. And I'm not building my home on quicksand. Uh, Miss Grade 8, who's next? Eric, did you want to say anything else before we move on? No, that's oh, it. Yeah, Eric? That's no, that's that's it. I'll just. I mean, I told you, I I I'm still supporting you, Marcel, and I'm still pushing your message. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll just disagree to just agree to disagree on the last comment. I'll okay, thank you. Who's next, y'all? Okay, real quick on that note, I just want to say, if you haven't read Powernomics, you should. It's thick, like a textbook, and if you don't have time, go do the videos, please. Um, 
And Marcel, I just set up my recurring donation to you and I want to apologize for not doing it sooner. I can be a procrastinator sometimes, but I put it in my monthly budget. So we're good there. Uh, the next person Thank you person so much, is, Ms. Grade 8. You're welcome. Uh, the real, I've got The Real Dorian, then Nokala, The Art of Appeal, and then Phoenix. So The Real oh, Dorian. The up. Real Dorian. You got it. Hold on real quick. Eric, yes, we. I think we're saying the same thing. We just may have a different perspective of the egg and the chicken, but we'll talk about that on the back end because I'm always open for these conversations. The Real Dorian, you got it. <clears throat> hey, how you doing today, Marcel, and everybody in the room? Uh, I just wanted to uh, – my, my name is actually Ryan Davis. <laughs> but that's my moniker. Um, I work on political campaigns. I've been doing it for uh, about five, six years now. I've worked with from from the presidential campaigns to local. And there's a lot there. And one thing that I have noticed is I worked on in Philadelphia with uh, Kendra Brooks, Councilwoman Kendra Brooks, who was actually the first independent councilwoman in a major city. That's also black. And I was actually one of the people that ran that campaign. So and watching how the money actually flowed in. So there's one thing I think we can also, you know, uh, Marcel, and I know this is something, especially if you're moving forward with, you know, what you're doing, because it was fantastic. And I wish you would have started earlier, um, like with the independent expenditures, having other folks coming in, like you know, bringing in and making sure your field program is is top notch. And also the other people that are looking to run, you know, um, Make sure, like, especially when they're, you know, when you're trying to put it up with your, like, your your petitions and things like that. So, especially, like, I heard people talking about a third party um, from personal personal experience and bank statements that the party does, the Democratic Party especially, has, um, they send out money to small, to smaller, uh, like, uh, consulting firms to knock people off a of ballot. Um, that was something that we did for they a did while. it in South Carolina. They just did it in South Carolina. For all those people so, talk about the gym. I'm sorry, real hold on. They just did it in South mm -hmm. Carolina. They knocked off there's a party called the Labor Party, called these real progressive party, the Democrat food to get them out off the ballot. So yep, you're absolutely right. They do it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And they use they like I said, they use small and because they can't they can't particularly do it themselves because it's actually unethical. But they do use a like I said, small consulting firms or things like that. And it's usually in audits because, you know, as you know, campaign finance and things like that are audited. So that just comes up as a, a political that just comes up as a political consulting. Um, so we want to be very conscious of that. But we also, like I said, we can also, you know, continue, like, of course, don donating to yourself and continue donating as well. But putting together, um, putting putting together campaigns and putting together uh, if, if when someone is running saying, look, they have this many donations. We can do something as far as the independent expenditure is concerned. Uh, a lot of really big races are really won by their independent expenditures, not really the coordinated campaign. Um, and that's because that money that comes in, the other party, technically there's a firewall. Me and you can't really have that conversation as far as like your coordinated campaign and me, but we're, we have the same goal. But that independent expenditure usually wins a lot of these races for a lot of these folks in a lot of towns and in a lot of cities, especially major cities. And I think we should definitely explore that as a group because that's something that we don't really hear about. We just see the results of it. And I think as a group, we should start trying to explore that as well um, because no one really speaks about it. And then when you see people in office and figure where they get much money from or how did they get that when they're when they didn't um, they didn't particularly raise they didn't particularly raise that. So I, I just that's just something I wanted to say moving forward. 
Well, if you can please contact me on the back end, I'd like to talk more about that, especially since you know you have experience in fundraising and campaign management and things like that. I always want to, and you know, we always talk about coming together, but sometimes we need to get our people together who are like lawyers, our people together who are engineers, our people together who are campaign managers, our people together who are cooks. Okay, they don't have to be no damn degree. Our people together who are farmers, like we need to try to network. And that's another thing I'm trying to do. Y'all, I'm working on a lot of stuff. So when I don't respond, please don't write to me and say, why don't you know you don't like me? I really don't have time for high school antics, okay? Just understand I'm extremely busy. I try to respond to everyone, but sometimes I can't. But when I tell you I read every message, I do, okay? So, Mr. Um, uh, Dorian, if you can do that, please write me in the back end and we can follow up with each other um, because I'm always looking for more event planners slash fundraisers too. And you may have some leads with that. So please do that for me. That'll be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll definitely speak uh, moving forward. Uh, like I said, I heard you on Tariq's platform mm -hmm. and we've had a few conversations on the back end. So I definitely will definitely be reaching out to you. All right. Thank you so much. My, my DMs are open. Who's next, Ms. Grade 8? We've got Nicola. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. yep. Hey, Nicola. Hey. Nicola. hey. She's so a fellow reparationist, y'all, in South Carolina. Just to let y'all know. Not as active on Twitter as I, but she's a fellow on-call reparationist. So I'm because not alone. The elections are won on the ground. Elections are local, like everyone is saying, but they're one on the ground. So I want to shout out to the real, um, because I think it's important in this movement to have some type of organizing, organizing experience in terms of how it was done in these uh, political groups, Democrats, Republicans, so forth. They know how to organize, right? OK, so a big part of this is organizing your local area. I have been working on campaigns, managing campaigns since 2018. I've worked on every type of campaign from a presidential down to local. And I'm, in fact, a two time candidate in my area. So what I do is I'm focused on my county. I'm focused on that's all I can do. Right. I can't take the entire state of South Carolina. I can't take um, the entire country. What I can do is focus on what I'm doing, organizing economics in my front and backyard. And that is what I do. I stumbled upon running for office because I realized the people who are running are the ones that the people who are elected are the ones that are the problem. Right. So I've run twice. I ran as a write in and I ran for mayor last year and I will be back. But in the meantime, I understand, yes, 100%, you cannot win an election without money and without volunteers. Those are the two critical components to winning any election and yard signs don't walk in the door and vote. Billboards don't do it either. Television ads don't do it either. We've seen, I've seen several major campaigns lose because all they did, they focused on television ads only, right? So it's important to take this information that we have. I feel like these spaces are like everybody preaching to the choir. Like we, most people, everybody don't have the same level of competency or knowledge, but for the most part, we get it. It's the people in our communities that don't know this information. And so we have to take our time. And I've been working for a year. I don't get on Twitter because I'm outside. I don't have a big social presence because I'm outside. 
I'm talking to my economic development people. I am helping folks to start businesses and nonprofits. I have a nonprofit that's focused on electing black women. You know, it's just the thing that I do. My women, my brand is that, but I'm, I'm all here for black woman, child and the black family. You know, black men are my favorite people, but this is just where I'm deciding to put my energy, but I want to see uh, representation of black people in our state house, period, right? So I work with a lot of candidates. I'm working with a male candidate just for the, you know, I want to see black women elected thing, but we have to take this information. We got to be knocking doors right now, talking about the issues, right? This is how you build your base. This is how you build, this is how you get donations. So it, it, it does take communication, and I, I like these spaces because you do have an opportunity to organize, to share ideas, to talk about the challenges and so forth. But I spend a lot of my time, a lot of my hours either work, work um, in work groups, creating work groups, organizing campaigns, managing campaigns, creating all these different things because I have but one agenda and it's not a linear agenda. It's not just about voting. It's not just about holding our vote. Y'all need to be running for office. If I got to run, if Marcel has to run, it's not fair. Nobody That's wants right. to do it. We have to do it. I hate the shit. I really do. Tell me about it. It's traumatizing to me. Right. But we have situations in South Carolina where people are not on the ballot. I was the only black person on the ballot last year and the other side of it is the other candidates did not have a contest nobody's running and then locally we have what they call nonpartisan elections where you don't have to pick a side quote unquote but when you look at this if you look at our state house it's very white and male okay and that starts from the from the bottom all of that happens locally. So we have, if you look at South Carolina, look through our 46 counties and you look at our city council members or our county council members, just look, it's very white and male. And then, like I said, we have people like us that don't run for office. It makes me sick to my stomach. I am literally sick every day in South Carolina trying to push this agenda and I've been doing it for a long time I invited Marcel to the Black Caucus because he was the only one I knew I also work with Dawn so I know that there are very few
how do we organize uh, politically for this midterm election coming up? Yes. Right. For reparations, right. Sunday at 7, y'all be on the lookout for that. My people will join. I don't have a name for you. I'm just going to call it the South Carolina Reparations Armies. Hell, you don't need to be fancy all the time. Who's next? It's great. If you got something you want to add, then we go to the next person. Yep, I'll be real quick. I just want to say I'm glad Nicola said that because six weeks ago today, I was on a space that Marcel was either hosting or co uh, you were hosting it. And I said the same thing. The time we spend on these spaces, there are plenty of people who aren't even on Twitter, who don't even know how to do social media, and we should be spending time with them. And let me be clear, I spend a lot of time on these spaces, but I also don't have family and other obligations. So I also spend a lot of time out in the streets talking to people and I'm organizing other things locally in my county, which is adjacent to DC. So, and I, and I will just say when I brought it up, Marcel, people jumped down my throat. You remember this. So I'm not gonna spread that message anymore, but I'm glad you said it, Nicola, and I hope all of you heard her and continue to spread the message that, you know, we can do both, but we need to be strategic with our time depending on our lives, our life's obligations. Okay, right. next up. Yes, sir. Hold next on, up. That's, that, that's the thing sometimes when people say that, sometimes people uh, take it as a person saying that all they do is on Twitter, and a lot of times people are doing both, but that's what it was right there, and people sometimes get in their feelings about that. But um, who's next, Miss Grade 8? Yes, sir, Marcel. Uh, we've got the Art Appeal and then Phoenix Star and then American. Okay, y'all. I'm not going to talk because right, y'all been waiting so patiently. Y'all go ahead. Um, I just want to touch on uh, what some of the other people had said. Uh, for Nicola, there's uh, 299 state executive positions. Um, one is the agriculture commissioner that is nonpartisan that's in Louisiana. Um, so I wanted to bring that up. Um, when Eric and Marcel had differences, I think sufficiency outside of the system is just as necessary as working with the system. So I don't know why. I don't think that should really be a debate. We should be doing both. You know what I mean? Um, there are four parties for Alexis. There's four parties on most ballots, a green and libertarian. And then the other two, one of which actually supports reparations. So if we're trying to get ballot access and try to take over a party, it seemed like one that's already kind of aligned would probably be a little bit better. And for some more outside game, um, mutual aid, what we're doing now on this, these spaces and stuff, that is mutual aid. Whether you're sharing information or um, giving money, whatever the case may be. So a lot of these spaces could be utilized for mutual aid. And I don't think people express that enough. Also, boycotts and strikes, targeted boycotts and strikes. I put in the Jumbotron um, opensecrets.org. Uh, what that allows you to do is see what donations are going to what candidates. So you will know if they're in the healthcare and they're trying to provide you, uh, say they're going to give you free healthcare, but they're taking donations from the healthcare. You are, we can already call out that bullshit. So I think that. And then the last thing I'll mention and touch on is uh, ballot initiatives. You know, this game is about incentives. And a lot of times people don't like um, candidates. I mean, you could be, have the best candidate in the world, and you're going to still have people skeptical of them. But what people tend not to be skeptical about is incentives. So we should be pushing these ballot initiatives, and people should be voting on ballot initiatives, regardless if you don't like the candidates. So you still should be trying to go to the polls and look up with any 
ballot initiatives that you might care about. And I'll land with that. Thank, thank you, Art Appeal. Um, quickly, remember the Tea Party took over the Republican Party. A lot of their candidates initially lost, and yet their platform is now the platform of the Republican Party. So even if we ran and we lose, quote unquote, like I guess, like how Nicola lost, quote unquote, I lost, quote unquote, yet we pushed a message. Nicola can tell you the South Carolina Black Caucus. Nicole's on the executive committee and she's a reparationist, but they're talking about reparations a whole lot more nowadays. That's because we have people like Nicole and I pushing the message, not saying we're the only, but we're definitely the main ones. We don't meet too many other South Carolinians that are true reparationists like we are here. Who's next, Ms. Grady? We've got our one of our faves. Well, everybody's a favorite, but uh, Phoenix Star. Hey, Phoenix. Oh my God, you guys have made me blessed. Good morning, everybody. Oh, I love this place. Thank you, Nicola. And that was so encouraging. And Art, if you guys, Art is uh, brilliant, you guys. And, and if you're not following him, I would totally recommend Harriet. Brilliant. I mean, everybody here is great. Everybody is brilliant here. And <clears throat> like Nicola said, that we may be preaching to the choir, but we are, you know, we're inspiring and motivating. Like the more we have these conversations, the more energized we are, you know, to get out and, uh, you know, spread this message. And I want to also say, you know, the Freedman Party, has a great program for um for running and a great boot camp and a great strategy and, and Eric is brilliant when I say a genius with the data and the information and, and, and the patient I mean I, I I truly you know recommend you know a linking up with the Freedman Party too and Don I mean it's just so many uh great people out here and great uh strategists um, I just highly recommend, but I just want to, let me get to the point at hand real quick. Um, I wanted to encourage people, like, even if you have a felony, like the girl, we, uh, Charita yesterday and Angela Stanton King, I mean, people sometimes, you know, put barriers in front of themselves, uh, or thinking because they have a record or have something, you know, going on that they can't run. And that is so not true as we're seeing. Um, and I think that that's a great thing. It, you know, if you can get people to rally around you, it doesn't matter your past, you know. Um, and I also want to say, you know, West Coast people and Southwest people, we need to vote. Um, if we do not take matters into our own hand, anybody in the country, then immigrants are going to come and take your place in these positions. And once they are have a strong foothold, 
in these positions, we will have such a hard time getting them back. So we have to vote. We have to run. We have to run like uh, Louisiana, I just mentioned Louisiana. Well, we potentially have some folks that want to run in Louisiana in 2024. And one of the, uh, the suggestions was that, and I thought it was a great strategy that, and it was from your boy Lloyd, Marcel, um, that, you know, in certain states, you take all the positions if you can. And that's where the Freedman Party comes in because you, you have candidates that are about the agenda and you take those county commissioner seats. You take those um, city council seats. You take the Senate. You take, you take wherever you can get your foot in as a group and as an agenda in those positions, small, medium, and large. Um, so it could, because if we don't, the office of new America's is going to continue to rape us and take our Freedman money and give it to, or the, the government's going to take our Freedman money and give it to the office of new America's. It's already being done this. We are in crises mode. You guys, it is no longer a debate about whether we're going to vote or not, because if you don't, the other people will and we're going to be boxed out, and then we're going to really be crying. So we need to get in position, and we need to vote. And ballot measures, yes, yes, and more yes. Like, if you don't do it, the other people will. Like, we can have those other strategies when we're not in crisis mode. But we need to get in position because they're taking over our country that we built, our ancestors built. Um, and I wanted to also say, if you look at California, so goes the nation. People hate that term, but since it is the uh, third or fifth largest oh my God. Economy, economy, I'm sorry. Please don't say that. Oh, please. Right, let me just. Okay, I got a point. I got a point. Real quick, Marcel. It's the fifth largest economy, right? So if the Latino Mexicans took that over, and we're struggling to get that back, yeah, we have the reparations um, movement, and that's for a small number because we've been genocided out to small numbers like Native Americans in the country, in California, the fifth largest uh, economy in the world. So look at it that way, then you see what's coming. It's like a little tidal wave from the West Coast, tidal waving its way on through the country. So just kind of pay attention to that. So Mississippi is coming up. Like those people, the, the two senators and the governor that then stole all that money, from Jackson, Mississippi, we need to be targeting them. They need to be going down on RICO, and we need to take Mississippi over. Like, I just hope and pray that people are not, like, looking to just mass exodus Mississippi because of the water crisis. But if that's a – that is a warfare tactic. They've done it in Mississippi. They're doing it in the projects in New York, and they've done it in Flint, Michigan. If you don't see that we're at war – fight back politically, then I don't know what we need to do. So start taking these small, these positions. We got strategists um, all over and in this network. And I think I hit all, wait, all my points real quick, but I just want to encourage us, you guys, if you don't want this country to be taken over by the office of New Americas, and, all, and you see these people, they come and they'll be here for one year and they start running for office. That's because they studied us even got here they have their plan and agenda don't let people take over the country that our ancestors built and that we love and that we we don't have any place to go 
So we have to take over and uh, take these positions. And I land there. Thank you so much for the love. I love you guys. Beyond what you know. Thank you. And you're right. As uh, California goes, so goes the nation. Not on my watch. Because um, thankfully, South Carolina's black population is booming. Thank goodness. Now, they're not on cold. That's a whole other conversation. But the reverse migration is happening. South Carolina is getting a lot of old white retirees. Yes, but there's also black Americans who are moving back mainly from New York City and Philadelphia because of being because of the conditions you just mentioned. So we have the opportunity is ripe. We'll talk about the reverse migration movement in another space, but you hit on some very good points. So great, great job. Uh, American, you got it. Unless Miss Grade 8, you want to add anything? I, uh, it is American next, and then Eric, and then the freed one, but do you want to restate the purpose of this space for new 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 folks who joined? I'm about to close it out soon. But yeah, so y'all, we're talking about how people are saying no tangibles, no vote. But my thing is, okay, we don't vote, but it's not enough of us on cold to not vote. So the people that we don't vote for, they still going to get in office and be off cold. So at the end of the day, what did us just simply not voting accomplish? Nothing. It's not enough for us to say no tangibles, no vote, and just sit on our tails. We got to run and be the candidate for which who for whom is worthy of a vote. So I think a lot of us are just being lazy. We're saying no, no tangible, no vote. That makes us feel like we're on cold. We're really, we just want to sit home and sound on cold. We don't want to do nothing. Thank you to the 27 people that have donated. I love you and appreciate you so much. There's over 200 something people is going up and down in this room. So the rest of you, if you can't be the person running for office, then be the person that supports the person running for office. But support is active. Support is not simply saying, I'm not going to do nothing. If I don't want, I don't like my current job, right? I could just sit home and say, I don't like my job. Okay, what's that going to accomplish? Nothing. I may lose the job I have now, but I'm still going to need a job. Active is when I get up and say, I'm going to find a job I like or maybe start my own business and do a job I like. We have to be more active. Enough. I'm tired of us just thinking we could say hashtag our way through the movement. Hashtag ADOS, hashtag reparations, Freeman, FBA, B1. None of that is going to put money in a candidate's pocket that needs money. None of that is going to make a phone call. None of that is going to knock on doors. None of that is going to help win elections. Actually calling, volunteering, making phone calls, or donating money. Those are the things that win. So if you have not, ask yourself why you have not. Because don't tell me you can't afford it. So we may not have wealth, but we can definitely, we have some disposable money. Some of us aren't doing it because we simply aren't on cold like we want to pretend we are. And just saying no tangles, no boat makes us feel like we are. And it's a cop out. American, you got it. Thank you, guys. Excuse my voice. I'm losing my voice again, I think, because I was um, on here last night going in. But uh, two things. First thing is I just donated not once, but twice back to back. Thank you Second so much, thing, American. No, thank you, because you you set the bar very high as well. You know, we have in my lifetime and I'm 37. I will be 38 December 31st. Um, I have never seen a candidate like you. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys have seen something close to maybe, but never one like yourself. And it has put a, I ain't gonna say a bad taste in other people's mouth, but it's like, you know, oh, oh, oh whoa, okay. So um, when people see you and hear you, it does put a, a fire under the grassroots, but it also dims a light 
in others because they're not putting in that type of work, right? The, the young lady yesterday, I, I feel a certain way about the Democrats, like the Democrats. That's just me, right? Uh, and I'm like you. I understand when you say, well, won't you run? Okay, you're right. You know, or um, find someone with our agenda. And I feel like we do need to, um, well, put together our own candidates from grassroots. I don't, I don't feel comfortable when usually, and I don't want to say that. Let me not go there. Yeah. I, no, American, I, I, go ahead and say what you're saying. This is yeah. an open space. Welcome, <laughs> welcome all different thoughts. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. I think that the young lady yesterday was sent myself. And that's just me, right? And I'm and understanding the demon crest and how they work, um, they have always done this. And I think that they thought that we was playing because usually what we do, we say one thing and then do another, right? So now that they say we're not playing at all, we're not joking at all. It's nothing funny at all. You know, we coming and we're here. We're not going to allow them just to come in and say, hey, what's up? Blow some weed in your face and say, it's Gary. No, man, where's your agenda at? You know, I don't want to hear that type of shit, man. Where's the agenda? At? And then when I look at your agenda, man, and I'm not no disrespect, man. But when I looked at it, you didn't have nothing there for us, your constituents, you know, and you cannot lie and keep saying that we're not running on a reparations uh, platform or, or the grassroots don't want that. That's a dang on lie. And they know that uh, we have always been given what we need saying, hey, you know, you guys, what you need is open borders. You know what you need is this. And now we're saying, no, you're not going to tell us what we need. We're going to tell you what we want. Um, last but not least, please check your um, DM. It's great. I'm hoping that we can all get together. Everybody, if you can, DM me as well. We can do a marathon so we can continue raising money because sometimes we do get like a days ago, right? And I know how that is because we'll say today, we're here today and don't vote until a month from now, like myself, right? Uh, and don't get me wrong, better late than never. Better late than doggone never. But hopefully we can get together and do some type of marathon and keep it rolling and get people in here to keep coming. You know, we can hit up again Ice Cube. And I keep saying, I'm going to continue hitting up all these people. Heck yeah, because something's going to hit. And you never know who's going to vote or who's going to not vote, who's going to throw something at you in the back end. Because some people don't want to be out in front no more. And some people jumped up in front and was we had tomatoes thrown at them like damn you know i'm good i just here here's something for y'all i'm just gonna leave it alone that that did something to me you know and, and it's, it's like that so with that being said thank you guys for doing what you do i'm so proud of the grassroots i'm so proud of my lineage i'm proud of y'all no one has ever seen you do what you're doing today the respect that you have gained as a whole as us as a whole that we are gaining you know and that we have gained Man, listen, we have people that, that just got here learn how to be respectful. Used to be the time they get here and say, why aren't you working hard? They're looking at you up and down. Now they understand that you're not you're not going to allow them to disrespect you, but That's also right. too, you're not going to advocate for them. Because off the bat, again, we was given the agenda to advocate for these folks. We didn't know these people from we didn't we don't know these people at all. We just start advocating for them. And now we're saying, hey, go on over there and hold your own, whatever. You know what I mean? You know, we're going to do us. Now it's like, well, can y'all help us? Or why? You know, black and brown. Brown. We don't ever hear brown and black. Why? Because we are, we are that, we that energy. And everybody has to attach to us to get something. And once we say, hey, now you can't plug into us no more. Hell no. Now that's the issue. So I'm going to bow out with this. Man. Martin Luther King said he's not going to most likely make it. He knew he wasn't going to make it with us, right? We're at that mountaintop right now. We're waiting for the sun to rise. Thank you, guys.
Thank you, American. That was beautiful. And thank you to now it's 32 people that have donated. I so appreciate y'all. And really, when it's a call to action, not saying those who haven't yet may not, but when it's a call to action, like this Sunday meeting that we're doing for the South Carolina reparationists, the ones that show up are really the ones that's going to do the work. It would be nice if everyone does, but that's how you really weed out the ones that are just talk and the ones that are doers. The ones that will show up, those are the ones. Uh, Cadillac was up free, a freed, freed, uh, freed one. Cadillac uh, was up here and dropped, and um, I think he's having problems, so I'm going to go let him talk. Ms. Gray, do you want to say something? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I thought you wanted to add a comment. I was going to add Eric and the freed one, but then and then Cadillac, but you're right. He dropped, and he's back now. All right, Cadillac, you got it. Yeah, thanks, y'all, for um, giving me the opportunity to speak. Uh, peace, love, and reparations to the family. Um, shout out, Marcel. Shout out, Miss um, Grade Ape, and everybody in the space who are uh, FBA first. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just want to um, post a video this morning on my page. Actually, I went down to the city council member, city council meeting, and I was asking them because they was going to give millions of dollars. Um, to the police to, um, you know, like $73 million to build precincts in the black community, right? And I was just addressing the point that, you know, poverty breeds crime and y'all give all this money to the police, but we're not literally giving no money to prevent the crime in the first place, which is I, I propose trade schools and stuff like that, tangible benefits, you know, and, and if we got the trade building up the community now instead of destroying the community, right? We got money. Our kids need money, you know? So um, if, 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 if for nothing else but Air Jordans and video games, you know, at least it'll keep, it'll keep them out the streets and keep them productive, right? And so um, I'm all...
Okay, you got it. Uh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am Eric, we could do both already. I'm just going to get the free one because he has that's why, that's, that's why I let him go ahead. Right, thank you. The free one, go okay. ahead. Okay, I'll be quick. Hey, hey Marcel, thank you for uh, this space. Um, Miss Gray Ape, shout out to you, the co-host. Thank you also. Um, um, as a member, I, I am a member of the uh, Freedmen's Party. I, I I agree that we, if no tangibles, no vote, we need to put 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 our money and support behind politicians that we can get in and actually speak our message. Cause I used to be, I used to have that mindset of like I'm not going to vote or take part in the systems. But now I'm learning, educating myself a little bit more that if I want somebody to take, like if I if I want something, then I gotta be able to speak up about it. I got to have people in position to, 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 to do that. It's more, it's more like a chess game. I'm learning. You need your pieces in the right, right places to make those right moves. So that's one thing I'm, I'm learning is, is this, this, this whole political game is a, it's a chess game. We can't get the tangibles if we don't have the right people in, in the, in the right spots. And now my, my job is to, to, to be able to provide like financial support as much, any kind of, Support I, I can I can I can help out as far as like spreading the message. I'm I'm retweeting Marcel's message as much as I can. I'm I'm donating when I can. I just donated um as much as we can, endorse them, talk about them, just just any way we can help. And it might motivate me to run in my area or whatnot. So yeah, just shout out to to um to everybody, uh Greg Marcel. And also if you get a chance, look into the Freedmen's Party. Shout out to um our chairman, um um, Eric, he, he is a brilliant mastermind. We have a, a, a boot camp that, that he put together himself where we can. If you if you're not hip on the on the political game, it 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 it, it sharpens your mind on um on on our talking points of, of where 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 you want to be at. Just if you get a chance, just look into it. Everybody have a great a great a great day. Freed one, thank you so much. And yes, shout out to Eric. Shout out to you for your steadfast in attendance at the free uh, the Freeman Party movement. Um, that's a party we're building from the ground up by us for us. Like we got the United Citizens Party here in South Carolina. We'll start in 1969 by us and for us. So, y'all, the movement is happening. But the way the movement is going to really be felt nationwide is when we all, wherever we are, start running for office, preferably federal, but from the lowest to the highest. And really, if you can do it on the state level, you can do it on the federal level because federal elections are decided at the state level, ultimately. It's the people at the state level that vote for the people at the federal level. So you might as well go ahead for the big guns. Um, Eric, you got it. That's a lot there, brother. Um, one last thing, another solution I had, I believe a couple of brothers, uh, a few a few callers back, touched on it. And um, I've actually heard other people say this too, but this is something we actually need to... Uh, really get our hands on and put into action. And what I, what I typically call it in my mind is a political green book. Just like we had a green book back in the day where blacks could stay in certain places when they were traveling throughout the South for their safety. We need a political, uh, a nationwide political green book that goes state by state that lists all the uh, candidates who are running 
um, especially running on reparations, the ones that are on code. We need something like that. That would uh, help a lot. And then just one last thing, just to let everybody know when we can get those candidates from these boot camps and people that we are, you know, helping and, and, and grooming, when those people meet our economic base, we'll become just what we'll be able to do more than what the Asians did. Because if y'all remember, as again, Asians don't vote as much, but they were able to protect one of their own. They got a black judge to get Peter Liang off without one vote. That just goes to show you how far an economic base goes. And I'll end my plan. Thanks. Well, another thing about Asians, without a political stronghold, they got the um, COVID-19 hate bill, which is an anti-Asian hate crime bill. I don't give a damn how many people try to spin and make it seem like it's not. But you know why they got that? Because they got people in politics that are on code for them. They had two Asian ladies who are senators, Senator um, Duckworth and Senator Hirono, who said, we are not signing or talking about no other legislation until our people are protected. And right away, they got an anti-Asian crime hate bill. We got almost 50 black faces up there who are sorry as hell, anti-black, self-hating coons who don't do anything for us. So that's how that political uh, foundation comes in as well. Because they would not have gotten those things if not for people in politics being on call. And that's why we do need both. I agree, brother. Um, Reg, 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 you got it. Reg Rock. He put his hand down, so I didn't know if he had to pause for a minute. But um, the art appeal, the art appeal, yep. and Cadillac, and then I know you want to wrap up. Yep, art appeal, Cadillac. Oh, Reg, you're there. Oh yeah, I found it. I I just want to ask about for what you're asking us to. Donate for today is that separate from the normal donation pot? No, oh. no, no. It's my campaign, okay, and my campaign can be used to support others. So the more I get, the more I'm able to do for us. Because it's not about me; it's about reparations. The reparations is about us. So if no, you I'll can do. please donate, I've gotten up to thirty-five now. Still two hundred something of us in the room, y'all. But thirty-five is beautiful. Thanks to those thirty-five. I know some of you will do it later. Thank you. So that's what it's for, Edge. Uh, brother, I already got you on recurring payments. That day I said something about use your cigarette money. So okay, already- well, thank you. That's, so awesome. that's why incredible. I wanted to know that I need to set up something else. Oh, no, 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 no. You're fine. Hey, let All me right. ask you, Reggie, aren't you living? You're back in South Carolina now, right? I'm in Georgia. Oh, you're in Georgia. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for that, Reggie. Miss Grady, I know you want to say something. I was going to buy a couch this weekend. <laughs> And I'm glad I got on this space because I don't need a fucking couch. I'm sorry. Pardon my language. Anyway, so that so you're getting my couch money and I'll be increasing it next week on recurring. But um, just make the point again about you can donate to other campaigns. Is that I, I forgot. Is that federal campaigns, right? Other federal campaigns. Federal. Yes. Yep. Federal. That's what I asked about. I'll call the FBC and see if that applies to state candidates, too. But federal. And okay. charities and things like that. Yes. Gotcha. That's all. Thank you. Art, you got it. Then Cadillac, we're going to close it out. Kai, um, everyone. Oh, God. Y'all heard me say class? God, I'm still. In... <laughs> if y'all haven't donated yet, the donation link is in the Jumbotron. It is the dot that's to the end 
of the all the dots. So if you can donate, let's give yourself a few seconds to do so. Please, it's at the it's the first dot at towards from the end. Okay, um, Art Appeal, you got it. Then Cadillac, we're gonna close it out. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch up and say, speak on on op- people taking advantage of open education and open author. Um, you can either make a free class for everybody to review or donate or whatever, and you can also there's many classes on there. So the advantage would be like if your kid is learning algebra, you could have a uh, a family member have the class or the materials and they can watch along with the kid and help them. So um, th- that's one thing I wanted to mention. And also the 200, there's 299 state executive positions that are nonpartisan. I also put that both these things in the Jumbotron where you can see state by state and there's a link that you can go to. So um, that's, that's it. Only. Get all that. Yeah, I just wanted to come back and say that I uh, posted the other video or that secret meeting that the mayor and them had where they actually selected the mayor and now he's running and now he ain't doing shit for us. Just like it's, you know, just as planned. So I just want to let y'all give y'all some evidence on what's going on. And yeah, it's out here. It's real. So I land right there. I'll post it. If well, it y'all, that's why it's going to be on us. We are for whom we've been waiting. That's just the God telling us truth. Not voting is not enough. Okay, we don't vote. Okay, great. And Skamala and Joe Crow still got an office. So what difference did it make? Unless a huge swell of our people don't. Or let's say we don't vote and Skamala and Joe Crow don't make it an office. But let's say someone equally terrible gets there. We don't, it's not, we're not trying to just stop people from getting our votes who are bad. We're trying to get people in office who are going to do good things specifically for us. The other end matters as much as one. If all we do is don't vote and off-cold people that don't get in office, that means nothing if another off-cold person gets in office. The other end is we have to become the on-cold candidate that's running on a platform for us to get in office. And even if we lose, the Tea Party candidates, most of them lost their races. But now, look at the Republican Party. The Republican Party is the Tea Party of 2008 that they were all criticizing at that time. The Democratic Party platform for the president is Bernie Sanders' platform. Bernie Sanders has never won a presidential election, but his platform is now their platform. You win the race, even if you lose the election. You can still win the race. You push the message, and federal elections push the message the most because they get most of the attention. My people who signed up for the Reparations Army in South Carolina, I'm going to send an invite right to you, but just telling you now, Sunday, September 11th, 7 o'clock p.m., we're going to meet and have a call to action about what we're going to do on the ground here for reparations. Um, it should last, it'll last no more than an hour because I am not a fan of making things prolonged. Ms. Grade 8, thank you so much for helping the co-host. Eve, thank you, everyone that came through. Um, Nicola's here. Give her a follow. She's a South Carolinian reparationist. She's the one I told you that had them so shook in her majority black town that the Ku Klux Klan was doing little lakeside meetings about her. Yeah, this is real. And you had some black coons conspiring with anti-black bigots to keep her out of office because she was talking specifically about things for us. Yeah, that's South Carolina for you. So um, that's what we're dealing with here. So we need on-cold people to step up because we're tired and no longer are we going to be stepped on. 
And with that, I land. Love y'all. Take care. You're rocking with the best thoughts of the week podcast. Yeah. <laughs>